0: Welcome to Cross Politic. Thank you for joining us. Special little show
1: today. Yeah, old yeah. friend of mine. You know, of
0: course, Pastor Toby Chuck Knox on the Water Boy, and we got Paul Taylor. Yes, in the studio, in the house, guys,
1: infamous if, Paul Taylor.
0: If you guys infamous? remember, yeah. they didn't tell me he was infamous. Oh yeah,
1: he definitely infamous. Uh-oh. Uh
0: oh. We had uh, Paul Taylor call in about three years ago, two and a half years ago. I remember. It's, a, we it's were, a while ago. We
2: I were in the so- guitar. Uh, Studio. <laughs> Studio, the piano, yeah, the piano. or, or, or shop. piano, yeah. yeah. Well, there were guitars everywhere. Yeah, That's all, guitars all I remember.
0: And when the uh, piano shop. uh, I think Paul reached out to Knox and said, "Hey, man, I've been I've been watching Cross Politic and and uh, Surprise Knox surprised
1: like, me to death, death. <laughs> yeah.
0: especially three and years Knox ago. What's What's wrong with you?
1: Yeah, That's what, that was Knox's response.
0: And so then uh, we. we Reached out to Paul and said, "Hey man, would you come on the show?" And, and Knox is like, "No, he ain't going to come on the show." <laughs> I like, did yeah, say yeah. that; like, you would never. <laughs> He's too important. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and then he came on. Yeah. <laughs> so thanks,
3: thanks for coming to the studio in the studio. Thanks for having me, but I'm not infamous. I'm English. But um, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think you guys would, you know, be. Stood to having a guest like me, in. so. Uh, oh, oh man! Wow. So, so I, I, I you know I watch you religiously. Uh, well, listen to you religiously every week. Sometimes I watch you, but I certainly listen to you religiously every week. Wow, that's shocking! Wow, so I've known
1: Paul all the way back at my wretched days. Really? Yeah, really. We, we went out to was it England? Where were we at?
3: Uh, we were in Edinburgh, Scotland. Scotland actually, Because I flew up to uh, Edinburgh. And we uh, you did uh, did some you recording. You went there. over there
1: with him. I did not. I edited everything from there. Oh, but yeah. yeah so we did right. a project so, yeah. called "On the Shoulder of Giants," okay. and that was one of the projects that we. Were, Rick Appleton was. Um,
3: yeah, Rick Appleton. Up, yeah, okay. he, 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 Rick yeah, Rick okay. Appleton was
1: over there with yeah. him because he had wrote most of. So I've known wow. Paul for a long time. He was at uh, Answers in Genesis at the time, and yeah. so I've been following his ministry for a long, long time. So, and most recently, did you? you want to do any other intro stuff I just, we, yeah just okay. real quick I'm make
0: just, sure you guys uh subscribe to our magazine because we already forgot about that <laughs> and uh join the club and all that yeah. good good fun stuff but lastly uh make sure you guys uh, download our app that's been a great way that's huge uh, to get our content we got thousands of people yeah, who yeah. downloaded the app it's yeah. pretty amazing but well, that magazine
3: um, is only forty dollars isn't it for f- Full dollars. issues.
0: Yeah, $40 Look at Whoa, Tina. That's if you sign okay. up before January 1st. How much it we goes owe Paul? Know, right? we'll, we'll get $60. you your check later. We'll get you a check later. <laughs> and, uh, you know, uh, don't water down your scotch. Don't water down your theology. Get the Fight Laugh <laughs> Pizza magazine, okay? There we go. <laughs> yeah. That's it. That was
2: it? Over to you, Toby. You <laughs> yeah. are, are you, you done? Yeah. Are you done? Are you done? Are you done? No? I mean, anything for Gabe. Hey, Paul Taylor is the former... Director of the Mount St. Helens Creation Center, um, long experience in education. You spent twenty years in the government schools. I did in the UK, yep. uh, teaching science and technology. Whoa! Yes, right. They allowed you to they, be there for you that, you long? Stayed
3: that long. That long. Do you know? I've often thought, looking at things, uh, I, I, if, if uh, things were then as they are now, I wouldn't get in. Yeah, yeah, right. they wouldn't they let was, you. They would kick me out now. Yeah, would yeah. you know,
1: go ahead and pull that mic up a little closer to you? I want to. Yeah. Uh, and, and it you says can, you can lift it up if you need. Sincer, you're married to Jerry,
2: and you have five kids and four grandkids. That's correct. You didn't not those those grandkids. The ones from from I think we asked
0: them this question three years ago. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> most most
3: most of our kids are baptized on the basis of their faith in oh, the Lord. Yeah. Okay. Uh, they, however, the ones in uh, that live in the Republic of Ireland and the three grandkids in the Republic of Ireland, they they're, they're um, Presbyterian. Uh, oh. So they, they've been uh, But of course Look at God Yeah Look at God yeah. But of course being in Presbyterians family. in Ireland That means that they Don't water down the scotch Because they're not allowed To drink scotch there you know? so they're, they're teetotal in Ireland What? Ooh, really? Uh, in, in, in Ireland and in Britain Presbyterians tend to be teetotal No It's the other way around It's the Baptists That are
2: happen- that are okay
1: John Knox really? is Hipping <laughs> over his grave <laughs> Man, John
2: Knox <laughs> <that> is about <laughs> that Dead again That doesn't make sense well, to me Paul's the uh, author Of his brand new book it's the first volume in a projected three volume um right. project um it's a creationist perspective on the book of genesis that's correct so just basically a
1: perspective on the book of genesis because there's only really a one biblical real perspective yeah.
3: of well there's only one correct perspective on the book of genesis yeah, but right. there are several other uh, um people in, in churches who've written uh commentaries on the whole of uh, Genesis. There's also a lot of um, creationists who've written commentaries on the first 11 chapters of Genesis, You know, myself yeah. included. I did that 17 years ago. Um, but there hasn't been really a creationist uh, apologist writing a commentary on the whole book of Genesis uh-huh. since Henry Morris did so in 1976, wow. his book, The Genesis Record. Yeah. And I, I think they, there's a need to... You know, we have, in a sense, contributed to this idea that you can divide Genesis at chapter eleven. You know, everything from Genesis one to eleven is one thing, and then yeah. from twelve to fifty is something different. The book is different. And, yeah. and while the theistic evolutionists will say, well, the first eleven chapters are mythological or right. whatever, we don't say that in in our creationist commentaries. But on the other hand, we're still contributing to that problem. Which is why when I decided where I was going to divide these three volumes, I decided I'm not going to end the first volume at the end of chapter 11. So I've, in fact, ended it at the end of chapter 9. I had to end somewhere. But I made a deliberate decision so does, to do
2: so. But does it really matter? I yeah. mean, Tremper, I Tremper Longman, you know, he's a, got a bunch of letters after his name. He's a theistic evolutionist. I mean, can't he tell us what Genesis means just as well as a creationist? Uh
3: well, I mean, I've got some letters after my name, probably not as many as him. <laughs> uh, but I've got some, which I think uh, entitles me to an opinion. Yes. And, um, uh, and mine is sort of on education as so well. I want to make sure that people understand and uh, 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 the importance of these things. Yeah, the point is yeah, that so many um, people like they sort of tramp alongmans, the John Waltons and so on of the of the world, um, Tim Keller's and yeah. you know NT rights and all those sort of people. What they're what they're doing is they're mythologizing those first eleven chapters. And then Tim say, Keller's right. doing that. Oh yeah, Tim Keller is Myth- mythologizing. Evol- yeah, he's a theistic evolutionist. I know
0: he's endorsed BioLogos. Exactly. I, I didn't know how deep yeah. his theology was connected
3: to that. Well, okay. it immediately compromises everything else that he says, as far as I'm concerned. Because, wow. you see, one of the issues is we often say to ourselves, well, we can take what they say from Genesis 12 onwards, because they believe Abraham's a real person, right, uh, and so on. He's the founder of our faith, and so on. But you've got a few problems there, because when you're looking at his life of faith and the things that he's doing you can't really understand Abraham's life without believing the first 11 chapters of Genesis. Mm. You know, just even down to simple little things that people often don't think of, like the fact that uh, Abraham's 75 years old when he leaves Haran. Did he remain, you know, all the pictures I've seen in picture Bibles and things show him as an old man leaving Haran, 75 years old, he's an old man. He lived another 100 years. (laughs) Was he an old man for 100 years, a super old man when he died at 175? Right. It does not make sense. Uh, Sarah is ten years younger she 's sixty five when she leaves harem right. um, dies about the age of one hundred and thirty four i think it is and um were they old people that long well the thing is, when you understand uh, that the first 11 chapters of Genesis are true, you see that there is a decay. For example, you look at the ages of the patriarchs right. in Genesis uh, 11, and you can even plot them on a graph and see there's an exponential decay curve right. uh, g- which actually resolves at the age of 70, three score years and ten, which is what the Psalms tell us. It makes sense because of the uh, increase in mutations after the flood. So you've got that yeah. scientific background. You can see there for Abraham's life his age fits exactly on that curve which is why it says when abram died it was he was full of years even though he's older than many people who succeed him and he's Mm. a lot younger than many people who were beforehand you know the people who lived 900 years before the flood you've got to understand this background especially as if you look at it that way he must have aged at a rate so that he dies as an old man at 175 which means that at the age of 75 he's the equivalent of today a young man in his mid 30s and Sarah is the equivalent of a young lady about around about 30 early 30s yeah which means that Sarah is well within childbearing years and has been for quite a while which makes it all the more poignant when you read at the end of Genesis 11 that Sarah was barren mm. uh-huh. okay now of course God made her wait in his timing in his sovereignty until she was physically too old to have a child before yeah. Isaac comes along. But at the
2: time that, that they left Aaron, she was
3: not too old and to have a child. So God quite, is sovereign in this. It's not quite
2: the same equivalent yeah. of a woman being 90 today. Exactly. Right. So you've
3: got to see God's sovereignty through the way that he plans this out and the way it works, and it's all of a
2: piece. The whole of book of Genesis is one book. It also strikes me that if the first 11 chapters are mythology, then Abraham's faith is based on mythology. Yes, is, it's not based on facts that's right it completely it completely alters the well, so nature of jobs the nature yeah, but <laughs> yeah the whole the whole nature of abraham's faith was not not it's not knowing a god who has acted in history yeah right um and, and who 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 uh had mercy on adam and eve who yeah. you know who who is who's, um who's led um, you know saved noah through the flood yep. you know all this stuff right. it, it's it's just mythology it's stories that changes right. the nature of evangelical faith like, it, it does indeed these things are important. And
3: yes, it's right about what, what, what Job says. And of course, the whole Bible is, is based, is founded on Genesis. But of course, Genesis itself is founded on the early chapters of Genesis. It's all of a right. piece in a special yeah. way. And we make a mistake when we try and split it up. Uh, you know, I was listening to, um, uh, one of the episodes in your World uh, View Shotgun yeah, series, yeah. which I'll... I know people can get if they become <laughs> members, don't <laughs> <they>? ah! um, <laughs> uh, bars. But, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> when, when, uh, one of the things that you were saying in that was talking about um, uh, something very important that's said in the very last chapter of Genesis. Yeah. Okay, which is right. Joseph saying.
2: Yes, carry my bones up from here.
3: uh, Well, it's more I was thinking of, uh, you know, what you intended. Oh, oh, yes, yes. For evil evil, God. God, God, Yeah, yeah. with his brothers. Good, right. Well, that's, that's fine, and it's absolutely right, but Genesis 50 is not isolated from the rest of Genesis. You're going straight back to the fact that God's created everything, right back to Gen. It's as if Genesis yes. 50 rounds off Genesis 1, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. And mm. you can't really understand Joseph making that statement there without knowing, actually, it's God who made things by divine fiat in six literal 24-hour days, <laughs> the way that he said he did. We're and good. that's why Joseph can say that comment there in Genesis 50, which Amen. can't really be properly understood Right. Without going wow. back to Genesis there's 1. Those are
1: treasures that once you realize that you're like, oh wow, the whole Bible fits together. Those it's exciting. Are, it really is yeah. exciting. Yeah. Those are treasures that that you know you you lost, and now you're like, oh wow, that gives you kind of some 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 fuel. What other things are we missing out on?
3: Oh, there's there's so many things that we miss out on. Uh, you were reminding me of one, which is uh, to do with the flood. How important uh, issues to do with the flood are. Uh, you know and. Uh, God gives um, Noah the instructions for how to build the flood, and he's building it out of wood. Yeah. Particularly, he's building it out of gopher wood, which we don't know quite what gopher wood is. I just assume that at one point they ran out, and Noah had, Noah had to say to Ham, go for wood, will you? Mars um, <laughs> <laughs> <but,
1: laughs> That's in the Hebrew. But,
3: yes, it is. <laughs> and what's also in the Hebrew is, of course, wood, uh, wood uh, will get wet. Obviously, so they waterproofed it. They waterproofed right. it inside and outside with uh, pitch, it says in most of our translations. Of course, the Hebrew word that's been translated there is kafar mm-hmm. covering, which is translated elsewhere in the Old Testament frequently by the word atonement. Isn't this interesting that God waterproofed Noah Against the watery judgment of God in the ark, just as he fireproofs us against the fiery judgment of God to come yes. by his ark of salvation, the Lord Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Yeah. These things we miss out on when we're not. I I know you know what to do with that
1: Because you got a little charismatic That's right (laughs) (laughs) He
3: waterproofed the (laughs) ark And those animals They went on two by two (laughs) (laughs) Apart from the clean ones Uh, That's
0: funny So you know one of the things I was was thinking of uh, as we're Going to start the show uh, All the places where Genesis chapter 1 through 11 Is referenced in the New Testament Yes I mean, it's very, uh, Genesis chapter 1 through 11 is highly referenced and quoted throughout the New Testament, but if it's mythology, then those quotes don't really mean
3: much. You're absolutely right. Of course, I'm going to add all the rest of Genesis too, so that when in Galatians you're referencing Genesis 12 and right. so on, yeah, Abraham. you are That's referencing right. Genesis, which you cannot understand without going back to the, the, right. the beginning of Genesis 2. But you're right. These, you know, th- these things have got to be real. Yeah. Um, you have the genealogies of Jesus don't you right the yeah. obvious genealogies and Matthew of Jesus and Luke and yes yeah. uh-huh. so um when if you keep going back you go back through those uh, patriarchs and so on and eventually you come to those mythological ones who weren't really there yeah mm. Yep, adam mm. uh-huh. right to adam yeah. well is that tr- that doesn't make sense does it the whole point of the genealogies is to anchor Jesus in history to make clear that, that we understand that the coming of Jesus has been promised right from the moment of the very first sin. God never left us without a possibility of being reconciled with Him, uh, in
2: in His in in His uh, in His will. If you don't have the if you don't have the first Adam, then you don't have a last Adam. Absolutely. If you don't have a historical first Adam, then you don't yeah. have a last Adam. Absolutely.
3: Now, N.T. Mytholo- Wright, for example, says that, um, and and Peter n says the same thing that. Um, Paul is talking about Adam in Romans 5 and in 1 Corinthians 15. But, of course, Paul got it wrong. It doesn't matter because Paul's an ancient man. Uh, So, you know, he didn't really understand that this was all really an ancient Near Eastern philosophy that was picked up in Babylon and so on. (laughs) And what it's leading these people to do is that they've actually gone beyond doubting Genesis 1 to 11. They're they're happy to doubt the whole of Genesis to say none of those things happened. In fact, not even the Exodus happened. And they... uh, uh, and and the conquest of uh, the promised land. None of those things really
2: happened. Right. Which which makes Christianity a Gnostic religion. Exactly, because it, because Gnosticism denigrates the material and historical, and says that all that matters is sort of the secret knowledge or experience yeah. that you have inside your head or inside your that heart. no one can account for this this, this <laughs> mystical experience. Yeah. R- rather than a- it actually again back Being to my point anchored. about yeah. faith. Yeah. Faith is actually believing in God's word in history, yeah. and believing in God's acts in history. Right. It, it's a, and, and that's why it matters that there was a historical Adam. That's why it matters yes. that, that God created the world in six historical <clears throat>
3: days. Yeah. That's right. So all the seemingly uh, little details that people say, well, these don't really matter, <laughs> like, for example, the days of creation being literal 24-hour days, Right. whereas some people say, well, it doesn't really matter. As long as you don't believe in evolution, it doesn't really matter if you believe that those were long ages of time. Not so. Right, Because if you think about it, if that's the case, if those were long periods of time, even if you don't believe in evolution, if you say those days are long periods of time, then you've got to have creatures dying yes, yes. before Adam, right, right. which immediately undermines the gospel. The gospel right. actually depends on the fact that uh, God created the world in six literal 24-hour right. days. So we can't say right. it doesn't matter. It does matter. Because right. death,
2: death didn't happen. Death didn't enter the world yes until Adam sinned. That's correct, and, and otherwise, you know, otherwise you have, you know, because the wages of sin is death. That's right. It's 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 not like there was death for millions of years. Right. Yeah, yeah. And then and then it's like, and if you eat that tree, right.
1: then well, then yeah, what is more, answer, more, more death? What is Adam responsible for? Then yeah. sin is not right. on Adam. And what is
2: yeah. and what does Jesus actually come to reverse? Exactly. Right. His His resurrection actually comes to undo sin death right. and the, and the devil. Yeah. And
0: this is this is why uh I think one of the one of the reasons why reformation I believe is coming to our country lord willing is because we're finding a bunch of Christians who are recovering a desire to not apologize for any bible verse at all in the scriptures right. and, That's right. and and want to care and and truly genuinely care about every detail of what the bible's saying. Right. Yes. Um it it absolutely um, if we start apologizing for being six-day creationists or what yes. the Bible says in
3: Genesis chapter 1, chapter 2, and chapter 3. The flood. The, fl- the flood, yeah. chapter chapter 9. It's, it's you know, all important for the gospel. Chapter 7, eight. You know, you yep. look at Genesis chapter 4, you've got Cain and Abel, right. okay? Yep. And uh, you've got conversations between God and Cain, right? Mm-hmm. So, for example... Uh, in very interesting conversations between God and Ken, it's interesting that if throughout Genesis four there's no report on what Abel said, right. yet Jesus says that Abel was a prophet right. Okay, so about all the prophets mm. from Abel to so from Zechariah. Mm. Right, yep. Jesus says Abel's a prophet, but there's no record anywhere throughout Scripture of the, of, of, uh, the words of Abel. Where, where's the prophecy of Abel? His Let you go back to Genesis chapter 4. You've mm. got it. God, uh, God says to Cain, your brother's blood cries out to me from the uh. ground. It was his brother's blood. OK, uh, Abel's blood is prophetic because Abel's blood is the first blood shed. Now, if you don't believe uh, in uh, what happened in those first three chapters, that they're all symbolic, right. then you've got other people's blood. You know, you've got various ape men dying and blood yes, being but, shed on the ground. And so on. Right. Abel's blood is not significant, yeah. but the whole point is that Abel's blood is very significant. The first ever human blood shed on the ground pointing to what? Jesus, the yeah. blood of Jesus Christ.
0: You
1: better preach up well, in here, okay? So, um,
3: but I'd uh, just say one
0: one point connected to what I was uh, what I was trying. I wasn't to talking. Go ahead. Make no. what, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, was that
1: Your white uh, for, for a long nice. for a long time?
0: The church has kind of taught. Uh, us that the Old Testament isn't as important as the New Testament. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Connected to the importance
2: of recovering. Yes. That was the the first step down those stairs. Exactly. It's not as important. And then it's like historically not as important. And then because it's not as important, it's okay if you disagree
1: with some of it. And then you actually just say it's myth. And, and it yeah. doesn't I mean, and, yeah, exactly. and then you have a huge. Exactly. So this that's actually a good setup to what I want to talk about. Because so you're on a political show. Thank you. Um, but we're <laughs> <I know too laughs> yeah, we're God. not a typical political show, right? We actually. It was funny because we have David had David Bonson on. I think well couple months ago and he just we just asked him hey could you work out a, a biblical form of economics for us and he started right in genesis one yeah. and it was be- i mean when you heard it, it just kind of gave yeah. you goosebumps like this is beautiful mm. and and tom Askell, he's always said the, the most important verse in the bible is genesis one in the beginning god and what i'm seeing now as it relates to politics and the society that we're in if we had a, a solid genesis understanding the way we look at manhood and womanhood, the way that we're thinking about homosexuality, all those things are actually handled very clearly in Genesis.
3: Yeah, and, and you know, just pick up on that last point first and go to the other ones because I'm, I'm at the moment uh, getting close to the end of commenting on Genesis 18. Okay? okay? So why is it that there's an outcry, God is saying there's an outcry from Sodom, uh, from Sodom and Gomorrah, even though we don't have the laws against homosexuality later until the time of Moses. right? So, you know, there's no law there that we can go back to where we can talk about God's nature. God's nature never changes. But, of course, God, in his wisdom, said that for this reason a man will leave his father and mother and cleave to his wife. There's our pattern for marriage. And if we're doing something different from that pattern of marriage that God set up right there at the very, very beginning, even before there was any sin, then, uh, then that clearly is out of order, and that's right. why there's that outcry. Therefore, about Sodom and Gomorrah, and that's why it's picked up. Right. But yeah, I, I I would agree with uh, David Bannson completely. You've got to start with Genesis. The first four words are the important words. In the beginning, God. Everything is founded on that. Right. Because you know, when we are trying to write some sort of essay, when I was taught how to write essays and arguments and so on, what do you do? You list down all the arguments. In favor of your proposition, all the arguments against your proposition, you discuss them all, you come to a conclusion. The Bible, as you may have noticed, is not a high school essay. It doesn't start like that. Instead, it starts by saying, in the beginning God. The existence of God is assumed. The the primacy of God, the sovereignty of God is assumed. The creativity of God is assumed. It's all there, it's assumed. In fact, the only thing the Bible says about the possible non-existence of God it's so important. It's repeated in two psalms: Psalm fourteen and Psalm fifty-three. Yeah. Um, the the fool, fool says in his <laughs> heart, right. "There is no mm. God," right. because it is so self evidently obvious and we start from that point so yeah everything that we do right. the politics that we do that we discuss yeah. the economics that we do that we discuss the science that we do that we discuss uh, the education you know the, uh, how do we build an yeah. education system is
2: all founded on genesis this is why this is why darwinism and every form of evolutionary thought is ultimate i mean it has political implications yes, yeah. it does um, to say in the beginning god is is to say it, it wasn't in the beginning the state it's yes, in right. the beginning, Caesar. Yes. In the beginning, what I, you know, yeah, Supreme even, Court.
0: Even the beginning, the family, Not, or in the beginning, right. the church. No, but it's yes. in the beginning,
2: yeah. God. So he's right. he's sovereign overall. He's Lord over Correct. all, and that has massive political implications. Where does yes. power? Where does authority come from?
3: So if we're starting our arguments from any other point, like if we're developing a political system and we start our arguments from somewhere else, we're saying, "Well, this is how I see it. This is the particular." Uh, reasons why I'm taking these uh, political views or whatever. Yep. What we're doing then is we're saying, well, that starting point is our God, because the correct starting point is <laughs> in the beginning God. So immediately we're into idolatry. Start, uh, However well-meaning you might be, and this includes many, many Christians, but if you start your, uh, your views from anywhere else, because so often we're embarrassed to talk about the Bible and to talk oh. about the primacy of the Bible, especially Genesis. So we'll start our arguments elsewhere. What's ha- how should we educate our children? Well, let's, uh, let's see, we've got various models of education, let's choose one that's appropriate. No, let's start by saying, in the beginning, God, Yeah, yeah.
2: that's yeah. where it all starts. Right. You also, in, in a Darwinian worldview, this evolutionary thought, you have this magical progress. Everything that comes next somehow progresses to something more intelligent, more organized, yes. more orderly. Which, of course, is just insane, ir- irrational to begin with, but you, that's what that's the founding myth is you 've got this chaos slowly taking on order, progress then is automatically good, right whatever definitely. comes next yep. is better, more yeah, orderly, yes. more intelligent, yeah. more beautiful, yeah. so it doesn't and it doesn't matter because it it's accidental it's mm-hmm. totally by mutation, but it's this 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 belief in whatever's next. Is bound to be better. Yeah. Yep. yeah,
3: yeah, and that of course was what Satan was saying to uh, to Eve, Eve in right. the garden. It's right. going to be much better if you uh, take that fruit mm-hmm. because you'll know God good from e- uh, good and evil. Right. You'll be like God. Yeah. That's, that's going to be much better. Uh, how did that work out?
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Look, we're dealing with it right uh, now. Here we it's are. Funny, the anthropology yeah. right now that's set up. It, it's like you were just saying. It makes man um, more as like a child that needs to grow up. And, and so and versus God making him a complete man right. who needs to mature.
2: Right. Right.
1: <laughs> Those are two different setups. And Very one takes different. you down a, a particular path, which is not good. Right. And versus the way that God is there's God. And then you know,
2: it strikes me, too, that it, just back to the theme of, of being ashamed of Scripture, yeah. you know, I mean, wh- why? I mean, we were ashamed of Scripture. Yeah. And and now um, now the church is cowed into a corner with, you know, rags over their faces. <laughs> literally,
1: yeah. literally, right? Yeah. Well, literally, and,
2: and embarrassed and ashamed when, when it's you know there's this, this is not based on medical fact. This is not based on scientific fact. This is yeah. not you know we it's, have, not we. it's not based on Genesis. It's not based on Genesis. But but you, first you're ashamed of God's word, yeah, and then you become ashamed of the truth. That's yeah. right. I mean, you you know, and so you, you know, think of, uh, I think, I think it was pastor Doug in, in maybe one of his no quarter November articles. Is it called like scorn proof or something like that? Yeah. 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 Like Christians need to be scorn proof. Yeah. Um, you know, no, I believe in the giraffe sticking his head out the (laughs) (laughs) ark.
1: That's what I believe in. Right. And
2: and, and the rainbow and you know, all the rest of, I believe in that. Yeah. I believe in six 24 hour days. Right. And and when they laugh at you, Think to yourself, how am I going to stand? How right. am I going to stand when they come for my business? Yeah. Right. How are they going to stand when they come for my kids, when yeah. they come for my family, when they when they tell me I
1: can't worship God on Sunday? It's, so, it's, it's all connected. That's right. yeah. Yeah, we, Absolutely all connected. We've forgotten. It's amazing. I don't know if you guys have seen the memes where it's like conspiracy theorists and the ones got the mask on um, and then the people who are sane just sitting down eating. Have you seen those two? Yeah, but is
2: the other way around. Is that what, what it is? Oh yeah, that, I think it's
1: the. I think it's oh yeah, the the cons-
2: same, it's it's the same people are masked up, huddled in their <laughs> room, and then it's just conspiracy theorists, and it's like sitting around at the dinner, it is. dinner is that- table
1: all smiling. <laughs> yeah. and, and when I see that, I, I wanted to laugh, but it wasn't funny because I was like, you know what? This whole time, like you were just saying, with Genesis and believing the Bible and God's word, that has what that's what's been normal. That's normacy. That's the normal thing. Going out singing songs with your church, right. that's, that's the normal, normal right. thing. We're the normal and, and we in believed the room. in the, yeah. the world the world's talked so much that right. we think that what they are doing, that's the no 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 no. no. This has always been the normal well, thing. And the normal thing has also been for Christians
2: to believe that Genesis one means what it says. That's right. That's right. Yeah. You know? exactly right. And I say Even just- with the occasional Augustine who thinks that maybe there was, you know, whatever, instantaneous <laughs> yeah. creation or something else. Yeah, but, right. Like most people read Genesis one and said, Oh look, God created the world in six days. How about that? And that's what I'm a Christian, so I believe that.
0: Well, and, and this is why I just like listening to Paul kind of talk through some of this. It not actually, just because of his accent? Not because of his accent, it, it, although it's really helping it me does listen, make it listen, listen better. Yeah, it does make it more true. You want, more, me, to, more
3: true? You want me to put an accent on?
1: Um. <laughs> That's how I'm going to read your book, actually.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, I'm how did oh, Amen. Hey, now you're speaking my language. But one of the things that it's actually encouraging me to want to do more is to fight sin more. Uh, right. When you hear about the truth of God's word, all the way dating back to in the beginning God, and to His creation of Adam and Eve, and to the flood, and to Cain and Abel, I mean, those to hear of those historical truths um, uh, emboldens me to want to confess sin and fight That's sin right.
2: more. His, his, not history, less. History you know? is the is actually a, the doctrine of uh, responsibility and guilt. Yeah. Mm. If you, as soon, the whole point of denying history is to deny responsibility and guilt. That's right. That's what people are trying to run away from. But when you establish history, the gift of history is actually the gift. Sometimes I've called it the dignity of guilt. (laughs) God actually dignifies human beings by saying you're guilty. That's right. Yeah. It's a certain kind of dignity. You're an agent. What you did, did evil, caused yeah. evil. And, of course, left to yourself, you're stuck and you despair, and so you run away from it. Right. But, but in Christ, there is the gift of repentance. Yeah. And, and you, so you can look back, rather than in fear, that yeah. everything's chaos and it can't be made sense of. I mean, in sin it can't, but in Christ it can right. be healed. And you can look back and say, I did that sin. Please forgive me.
0: That was yeah. a historical truth.
2: Yeah, it's historic, <laughs> yeah. and then and then you can repent out of it by yeah. the grace of God, Amen. and you can get a clean heart. Kind of like the story of Genesis. It's kind of like the. story
0: I got I got one more thing. Gotta, I, know, yeah. I know
1: you're starting to you try to maybe and Toby up. keep pushing. This I can on. tell he's, he's like, he's like uh, I'm just well, waiting for Paul to talk more. That's okay. Um, <laughs> I want so
2: you end at uh, I, I think did you did you get to Babel.
3: Uh, well, I've written on Babel a couple of, uh, many times, right, but this right book obviously doesn't contain that. That's, that's
1: volume two. Oh, we gotta wait for volume two. So volume we really two. need to sell a whole bunch of volume one so we can give volume two. Well, yeah, so
3: that I can get the time to finish off writing volume just, two. Okay. All right, well, I'm just
2: gonna ask a random question, anyways, about you. Yeah. So, does God have covenants with nations today? Does God have covenants with nations today?
3: In what sense are you asking that? <laughs> in
2: in <laughs> a Noahic sense. So, not a Mosaic covenant. So not like a special covenant with like they, with not Israel, particular. but an analogous. Does God look at nations? Does God he's, see he's nations? God, co- He's got
3: covenants. Uh, there's a number of different covenants. He's got covenants that, um, uh, that that apply to the whole of humanity, and of course, the Noahic covenant in particular applies to the whole of humanity after the
2: flood. But like in the old so, in the Old Testament, you have um, like Him dealing with like Babylonian, Babylon, yeah. and dealing with yeah. Persia. Dealing with Rome and Greece and these other Hittites or whatever, the Assyrians. He sends Jonah to Nineveh. Does God still look at Iraq and Venezuela and China as a nation? And does he deal with them in some kind of covenantal way as a nation based on whether um, uh, they're conformed generally to God's revelation or not?
3: They are political entities, you know, and we read about uh, in... um Acts uh, 17, about uh, uh, the boundaries that God has put in place and the nations that God has put in place. So he right. has a case against all those nations and expects uh, expects there to be obedience in all those particular cases. Yeah, yeah. And that, that goes right back to the table of nations in uh, in chapter 10, how you can see uh, that the migration of the various peoples after the uh, Babel incident um, uh, mm. takes them around the world. Right. And, but uh, they... Uh, they are all supposed to, um, therefore, look to God for. for uh, uh, they're supposed to look to God, and they all have that witness of God, and they all have this, uh, the the uh, general revelation all around us, all around them, the creation, and so on. That general revelation, which can't save but can will condemn them and, and make them know. So there is a there is a case where all nations are expected to turn to God in repentance.
2: Can a nation be a Christian nation and make covenant with God formally? Today. Um, we, I don't know. We may
3: touch on areas that we could easily uh, disagree on there. I don't know that there is necessarily such a thing as a Christian nation.
2: Um, I mean, if if, back- the, if the leaders of a nation or, the, or, you know, I don't know, like maybe America or another nation that, is, that, that discovers a new continent somewhere else, Found you know founds a new nation and let's say all of the leaders there are believers and they say we want our nation like Zambia to submit to Jesus Christ mm. we, we we want our nation to acknowledge Jesus Christ as Lord of our nation we want the people
3: of that nation to acknowledge Jesus Christ uh, there, there's, there there can be a danger if we're if we're going to elevate a country beyond that except that uh, our political opinions have to be based on Scripture and what we understand. I, I do remember, you know, um, Knox was talking about, you know, when we first met and uh, the place that we did. And I remember that that particular place where uh, where where you were working at the time, there were flags over that building. And mm-hmm. I remember there was uh, somebody else invited there around about the same time, a little bit before, a, a preacher whose name I've forgotten, from South Africa, who pointed oh, out. Oh, yeah, Peter Hammond. That's it pointed out that uh, above that building were two flags. One was the stars and stripes, and immediately under that was a flag with the cross on it. Uh, yeah. And he took exception to that. Yeah. And, you know, I, um, not having the same veneration for the flag, you know, the flag uh, of Britain is not the symbol of the nation. You know, the queen is the symbol of the nation in Britain. Um but in, in the United States, I understand that there's an importance put to the flag. But to put the flag of the United States above and in a more prominent position than a flag that has the cross there is, uh, is problematic. And yet you see many churches that will do exactly that. Yeah. You know, they'll have the, you look from left to right. So the stars and stripes has got the more prominent position. Before right. uh, a flag that has uh, the Christian symbol on it—that's right. that's problematic.
2: Seems like yes, something's always got to have the preeminence, and yes. the question <laughs> is: is what what's going to have the preeminence? It, what what are you going to give the place? You know, uh, we we were uh, Knox thought you were uh, uh, maybe cursing in your book earlier when you was trying to pronounce a Hebrew word, Bereshit,
1: <laughs> which means I don't know that's how you say that word, which, which means in
2: the beginning, Correct. Um, and, and and but literally it means at the head of everything. Yes at the at the at is the word for head mm. at, the, at the at the preeminence of everything at mm. the head of it all was god that's god. Yeah. the first word in the whole bible yes and and that fundamental is going to affect everything everything else is downstream from that there's no other head but christ yes no, no other head but god and everything is downstream from
1: that you know that as you were talking about, i forgot completely about that situation and You know, the thing that bothered me then is the same thing that bothers me now is that that whole thing had been flying around our office building and I had not noticed it once. Oh, that right there is part of our condemnation. Right. That We we can't. Man, that hurts. Yeah. The whole time I'm seeing this thing, and while I don't think there's a Christian flag, but we're trying to simulate something, right? We're trying to say yeah. something. Right, means something. And, and what we're trying to and what we're trying to say, I'm seeing it every day, yeah. and don't have eyes to see that what yeah. we're saying, America above Christ. How
2: many more things are there like that in that, our in our daily life where we don't see that we've put other flags above the cross, above
1: the cross? That's right. And yeah. that's why you got to go back to in the beginning. God, God. back Back to Genesis. Back in the Word. You need to be in the Word. That's right. Grab a book like this. Where can we buy this book at?
3: Well, you can get it from uh, Proverbs1810.org. You can get it on uh, Amazon. You can get it in a number of places like that. So, okay,
1: yeah. Amazon. Thanks Hi for right. thanks for bringing it. About Genesis up. Volume 1 by Paul Taylor. Brother, I appreciate you very grateful for Thanks for coming down, down to the studio. Yeah.
2: Well, drove a couple you of hours. Me, you didn't even yeah. know you
1: were going to do this, did yeah. you? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, <laughs>
2: it's
3: good, yeah.
1: If you're single, get married. If you're married, have kids. And if you have kids, go baptize them. Until next week, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Go fight, laugh, and feast, and pick up a good book while you do it. You know, this the, is cross politics. Blood was a baptism. That's right. Yep. It was. Hey! About- <laughs> and kids
0: were baptized.